Hey, what's going on, black people? What's happening? I hope you guys are having a good day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and today we're going to talk about Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle made uh, his um, his appearance on SNL last night, and uh, I feel like it was a success. And we're going to talk about some of the things he said in the monologue that he gave that probably pissed a lot of people off. So get comfortable, buckle up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on drboystv.com in three, two, one, and go. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down beyond Dr. Boyce TV. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I want to say hi to everybody that's in the house. And just so you know, um, even though uh, this is the home for intelligent black people, it doesn't mean that you're not welcome here if you're not black. Uh, it just means that we run the show. It means that blackness is top priority here. This is B1. That means black first. Black first means that we put ourselves at the top of the priority list. Black first means we educate our kids. Black first means that we build our community. Black first means that we believe in the infinite power of blackness. If you agree with this philosophy, put a B1 in the chat. Uh, everybody put a B1 in your chat, in the chat. Also, shout out the city you're from. I see Rudy from Milwaukee. Um, let's see here. I see Cynthia. I see you. Uh, hey, 86. Hey, Gary Frazier. How you doing? Uh, Connie, Connie the Queen. Uh, good to see you too. Good to see you as well. Uh, let's see. Betty Williams puts her B1 in the chat. Gary Frazier. Good to see everybody. I love you. Uh, Queen Beauty says, I love you. I love you too, Queen Beauty. Thank you so much for saying that. All right. So how many of you, give me a yes or no. How many of you saw Dave Chappelle and uh, any piece of Dave Chappelle's performance on SNL last night? Give me a yes in the chat. Uh, if you saw Chappelle, uh, at least the monologue, maybe saw a couple of the skits, uh, et cetera. Uh, yes or no. All right. Now, uh, I'm going to tell you this. I watched it today with my wife. I watched a big chunk of it. You know, I don't really I'm admit I'm not a huge TV watcher. Um, I'm a mediocre SNL fan. I, you know, I, I like SNL um, for the most part. I like it more than I dislike it, you know, because I think that they have good writers and the stuff is funny and they do a really good job of, of sort of dancing that interesting line between politics and comedy. And um, it, and, and I, I thought it was pretty interesting that they had Dave Chappelle on as their host even though he's hosted the show you know i think a couple times before i think it's his third time and uh and knowing you know what happened with Chappelle and netflix if you recall uh with netflix uh dave Chappelle had some uh pushback on some uh jokes that he made that people thought were transphobic and all this other stuff and uh the black community was behind Chappelle. uh Chappelle is uh in this category of of really what i what i call the the, the straight black male over 40 category. The straight black male over 40 category uh, would be uh, Chappelle, Kanye West, Kyrie. Well, Kyrie's not 40 yet, maybe. I think he's in his 30s. But still, it's kind of like this space where you have straight black men that don't really get seen. Um, you know, we're not necessarily allies with the Democratic Party all the time. Uh, it doesn't mean that we can't align with some of the ideas, but it does mean that, you know, you're not going to come around and push us around. You know, and I, and I, I say I talk about myself in that category because that's how I feel. Um, I don't hate the Democrats or or whatever. It's just more like um, I, I think that as black people, if we're going to do better, 
we have to be able to look beyond the bullshit. Like we have to really look beyond the nonsense and kind of say, this is where we're getting off the bus. You know, you're not going to carry us around like little children and tell us what to think and where to go, who to vote for, how to act in every election. We don't do that. That's just not how a um, that's not how a strong community reacts. I, I just really believe that. Um, and it doesn't mean that you can't agree sometimes. It just means that that's just not what we do. So Chappelle uh, is a dedicated comedian. He's, he's not just very smart. Uh, I never talked to Dave. Um, I feel like if I talked to Dave Chappelle, I, I would enjoy the conversation. There's a few people that uh, that are in that celebrity space where I say, mm, OK, I, I would I would talk to that person. Some celebrities are just stupid. Some of them get on your nerves. So some of them are crazy, weird, narcissistic, uh, getting high and drunk all the time, just want to be dumb as possible into white folk stuff. I, I'm not into all that, you know, and that, that, that's why when, when I, when celebrities have reached out, I haven't always been excited about it because in my mind, I'm kind of like, okay, can we actually talk about something meaningful? Or are you just going to talk about how you can get another bag of money from white people? That doesn't interest me very much to be honest with you. But I think that with Chappelle, there's something there, right? There's something there in terms of his ability to really brilliantly use his comedic talent to, um, to really make a point, you know, to make some really serious, significant points that I think need to be made, you know, in the space of entertainment. You know, uh, for example, there was one skit that Chappelle did on SNL that I thought was really funny where he had a white guy go up on stage and, and, and uncomfortably recite lines that might normally be given to a black man, right? And I loved it. He sat in the, in the audience and he said, he told the white guy to go take his place. And the white guy had to dress as a pimp and use pimp lines. And the white guy's like, I am not comfortable. And I loved it because I got the sense that Chappelle was making the point to say, this is how we feel when y'all put us in into in all this nonsense. When black folks go to Hollywood, which is pretty much run by, you know, by that group of people that shall remain nameless, uh, and they they just sort of put you in any old kind of mammy role, slave role, idiot role, thug role, pimp role, whatever, right? And 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 you're not comfortable, but you do it. Why? Well, because you don't have enough economic resources in your own community for you to be able to stand up against that nonsense. Uh, you haven't learned the the rules of economic warfare that basically say that if you don't have resources that you can lean on then you'll end up in a situation where you basically become a slave. I have spent a lot of time in Hollywood and I see a lot of really talented black slaves who are literally on their knees begging for any opportunity they can possibly get, you know, living, you know, guys dating women just so they can sleep on the floor, uh, you know, working in, in, in restaurants as waiters and waitresses, barely getting by, hoping that at some point a white Jesus type figure, some white man who runs a studio will come along and give them an opportunity. And what I like about Dave, where I relate to him, is that he steps out and kind of says, eh, that's not for me. You know, Dave understands something really important about money. How many of y'all remember, give me a yes or no, let's do a little history lesson on Dave Chappelle. How many of y'all remember back when Dave Chappelle turned down that massive $50 million deal with Comedy Central? Give me a yes or no in the chat. If you remember when Dave Chappelle passed up that 50 million from Comedy Central and, and ran off to Africa and everything else, he kind of did a less a less dramatic version of what Kanye is kind of doing right now. Kanye is a different guy. I, I don't, I've never talked to Chappelle. I've spent many hours on the phone with Kanye. I feel like they're different. I really do. I, I think with Ye, there's some, you know, I liked Chappelle's honesty as he spoke about his friend. And he said, you know, there, there are some issues there in terms of mental health. Um, I can't disagree with that just from what I've observed. I have to be honest about that. But but Chappelle ran off 
if you recall. And he said, you know, F you, F your money. I'm going to be fine. And what I liked about that, you know, because you guys know I'm, I'm a finance guy. That's, I'm, you know, but I'm a, I'm a black man who happens to be a finance professor. I'm not a finance professor who happens to be black. And the thing is, so everything I see in terms of wealth comes through the lens of blackness. And one of the things that I like about what Chappelle did is he learned something that you don't really learn very often in a capitalist society. Uh, he learned the meaning of the word enough. Dave Chappelle basically said, I had, I have enough money. I don't need more money. Kanye West, when he lost his deal with Adidas, they were sending him checks for $40 million every two or three months. Kanye West basically said, I have enough money. I'm worth $400 million still. I, I don't need this extra $2 billion that you're offering me. I could do good things with it, but I don't want it. Um, you have um, Kyrie Irving, who says, look, I've made a quarter of a billion dollars or more, uh, plus my investments from the NBA. I don't need more of your money. And, and I like that. I like the use of the word enough. I get that because I said the same thing. Do you know, uh, do you know how many people I have trained that went off to Wall Street and are making $10 million a year? I had students in my classes at Syracuse University who are now on Wall Street making more money than Jesus. But I don't want to work in that environment. I have enough money. I have enough money. Me and my wife go shopping for cars and we can shop at the Mercedes dealership and buy whatever we want. We don't buy anything a lot of times because we don't we think it's we, some of that stuff's a waste of money, but we can do those things. So we have enough. There is no. So what I want you to understand, this is what I get from these guys. And I want to share this with you. And I hope you'll kind of get this is that, you know, there has to be a point where you use the word enough, where you say, look, I've got enough. I got mine. I got my bag. I'm good. I don't I don't need any more. You know, it's, it's like a drug. Money is a drug. You know, you, you, you should stop. There's a point where you say, I've had enough alcohol. When you had a couple of drinks, I, I had, I've had enough. Some people don't know the word enough because capitalism is designed to make you economically drunk. Capitalism is designed to make you into an economic slave. Capitalism is designed for black people to make you not just an economic slave, but to make you a subordinate economic slave where literally you're not even getting addicted to your own supply. You're not even getting high on your own supply. You're getting high on somebody else's supply. They told you in the songs, Ice Cube, you're a friend to the platform. Ice Cube's been on here several times. Ice Cube said back in the day in Dope Man, don't get high on your own supply. Well, y'all do it worse. You don't, you don't even get high on your own supply. They train you to get high on your own, his supply. On the white man's supply. So your oppressor controls the supply of the economic drug that you are told to become addicted to. And then you wonder why you ain't got no damn freedom in this country. Of course you don't. Of course you don't. Of course you don't. You're playing checkers and not chess. You're not thinking long term. So what I really like about Chappelle, and I don't know, Dave, I probably I know people that know him. Willie D is a very good friend of mine. He was in my wedding. Willie knows Dave and all that. And if Dave sees this, I just want to say, like, I think he did great. I like what he's trying to do. Um, when he tells a joke, I'm always, like, sitting back smiling, figuring out how he's going to slide in that very serious black man political statement. Because that's, 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 that's the magic of it. He, they don't see him coming. Like me, they see me coming because I look kind of mad and whatever, mean or whatever. And I get that. But Dave, I he 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 he'll slide it in, and he said everything in that monologue. If you watch the monologue, the first half of it was more interesting to me than the second half. Uh, but the first half of it, he really didn't. He showed he showed a commitment to artistry first off, 
right? It, you know, just because from what I gather about comedians is that they are really, really big on defending their freedom of speech. That's why if you notice when Will Smith got slapped, or what, sorry, when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, most of the black comedians sided with Chris Rock because they don't believe that they should be slapped for exercising their freedom of speech. So almost every comedian I saw, black or white, pretty much sided with Chris Rock. Like that was over the top. Because Why is that? Well, because comedians are very deeply committed to freedom of speech. I love that. That's about as, I mean, if you want to talk about so-called American ideals, the comedians are probably the most American group of people that we have in this country right now because they're the, the one group that will relentlessly defend the right to free speech. And I think that is a wonderful thing. Dave Chappelle is leading that charge because he is ex exerting his right to free speech. And he's also not afraid to share um, whatever form of expression is on his mind. So uh, Chappelle went in and he made a lot of <laughs> a lot of jokes that led to uh, some of the media outlets who are pretty much controlled by the same people to all have these headlines like, oh, Chappelle's monologue was anti-Semitic and blah, blah, blah. And Malcolm X explained that whole anti uh, term to you. He explained it 50, 60 years ago when he said that that term is used to basically allow certain groups of people to avoid any sort of criticism for their behavior. So it's almost like that black person. Anybody ever work with that black person where every time they don't show up to work and the boss gets on, they're like, y'all racist. Y'all right. They racist over there. But it's really because your lazy ass didn't want to do your work. Right? But, but they want to scream racism all the time or or sex or, or, or maybe a woman who doesn't want to take on any accountability who says they just sexist. You're just doing that because I'm a woman. Right. And that's kind of what that's that's what it is. Right. A lot of times when you put people in a protected class, they will use that protected class as the ultimate gaslighter as the ultimate get out of jail free card. So, or I could just, you know, every time a white person holds me accountable, I can say, well, you're just doing that because I'm black. You just don't even like black people, no, 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 right? And, and that's hard to do. So Dave knows how to navigate that very gracefully. And I liked what he did. I thought the monologue was funny. It was also uh, poignant. Uh, he, he spoke the truth. Uh, he criticized everyone who needed to be criticized. He also, um, he also, you know, gave compliments where they were due. And, and I really think that it was worth watching. So uh, I watched some of it. I saw some of the skits. Uh, Chappelle is a great comedian right now. I'd say that he might be my favorite just because of what he's really trying to do in terms of uh, defending uh, the rights of people to kind of say what they want to say. Uh, I think that Chappelle is probably going to feel some consequences for what he did, but, but it seems like he's kind of past all that. And one of the things that I would expect and hope and, you know, and and uh, and believe is that Chappelle is probably so diversified in his investments that he's OK with not getting another Netflix deal or not OK with not getting another movie deal. Uh, you know, this is the thing. This is what you got to understand. Um, there was something I put together for you guys called the Rules of Economic Self-Defense. And uh, and actually, I'll try to find the um, the URL if you want to go take a look. But it was a full lecture I did uh, where basically I explained that that there are ways and strategies you can use in order to avoid uh, people being able to attack you economically for the things you say or for uh, the things you do with your life. Actually, it's economicsurvivalplan.com. So feel free uh, to take a look at that. I put that together as a lecture in the Black Business School because Black people need economic self-defense. We need to be able if assuming that you are a person that has some things to say, if you are a person who has your own mind, if you are a person who is out here trying to, you know, trying to get through the world without without people crushing you or controlling you. Well, you've got to learn how to put the chess pieces together long before you get to the battle. Uh, there's a book called The Art of War. Has anybody heard of the, of the Art of War by Sun Tzu? And Sun Tzu in The Art of War, 
he explains that most battles are won before they begin. And most battles are won before they begin. And what I want you to try to do with me is I want you to visualize, not visualize the year 2022. I, I want to take you on a field trip. I want us to leave the year 2022. Are you ready? Give me a yes in the chat if you're ready to go with me on this field trip. It's a field trip of the mind. A field trip of the mind. So I want us to leave the year 2022. And I want us to go forward about 40 years. I want us to go to the year 2062. 2062. So that means that if you have a two-year-old child, in the year 2062, you, you may be gone, uh, you may may or not, or if you're around, you're going to be old, and your child is 40 years old, or your 10-year-old in the year 2062 is going to be a 50-year-old black man in America uh, 50 years from now, and it'll be us. It, America will be very similar. Maybe there might be a couple flying cars. Maybe we'll get to Mars. Maybe not. But the, but pretty much racism isn't going to go away because if you go back 60 years, the things that Malcolm talked about 60 years ago are the things that we're still talking about today. So America ain't going to change that much. So when you go, when you take this field trip to the year 2062, I want you to imagine your child feeling the same frustration you feel. I want you to imagine your child as a grown ass man dealing with the same. BS that we deal with now. Your, your daughter is dealing with the same nonsense that you're dealing with right now. And I want you to understand that that their ability to stand up or sit down in a given situation is going to be heavily driven by their economic, uh, their economic uh, possibilities and their economic scenario. So if your child 40 years from now is living paycheck to paycheck with no financial literacy, with no savings, with no assets, with no real estate, with no ability to start their own business, then pretty much they're going to have to bend, fold, and bow to, to the powers that be. Pretty much whenever it's time for them to stand up, somebody's going to stand over them, hit them in the head, and tell them to sit back down. They're going to have to do that, right? But but you have the ability to execute what Sun Tzu taught, which is that battles are won before they begin. So by imagining the year 2062 right now, you can begin doing basic things for your kids that will prepare them for the battles that are yet to come. You can start investing for your child. If you go to boycewalkins.com, I put a free ebook up there called the $5 a day investing plan, which shows that if you invest $5 a day for your child right now, your child will have almost a million dollars by the year 2062. Uh, it may not, it won't be the same as a million dollars now, but it'll still be a million dollars will still be a decent amount of money in the year 2062, I promise you. Uh, it, it also, uh, if you give your child financial literacy and the economic intelligence, teach them how to start a business, things like that, then they're going to be able to navigate the world a little bit better because the world ain't easy, especially well, really for all black people. But I'm thinking about it as a black man. Uh, as a black man, I know that there are certain spaces I cannot go. So when I talk to celebrities and they tell me about the frustrations they feel, like when Kanye, you know, we would, would talk about what's going on with Adidas and all that, I would be thinking to myself, well, that's why I don't deal with those people anymore. That's why I don't I don't try. I don't want to have a deal with it. I don't want to have any of these 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 deals. And, and, and Dave said that during his monologue, actually, Dave made a point where he said that when Kanye got his shoe deal, he said, I didn't I didn't want a shoe deal because the minute I say something that's out of line, they're going to take my shoes away. So Dave is a strategic thinker. And I think that Dave is um, uh, he, he's doing a good job, you know, and I think that his performance last night was awesome. And I expected people to be pissed off about it. I like the way he represented his friends. He brought most death back on stage with with um, that group. Was it called Black Rock? Is that the name of the group? Or did I say it wrong? I can't remember exactly. Uh, but but they, they, they were in there and, and he really did a good job of kind of representing 
Um, I'm going to dare to use the term of the culture, right? <laughs> which, is a, which is a loaded term, right? Because a lot some of these rappers claim they represent the culture. But if you represent disrespect of black women, that's not my culture. If you represent black men getting high and drunk all the time, that's not my culture. If you represent wasting your money, that's not my culture. If you represent ignorance and not intelligence, that's not my culture. If you want to go around bragging about killing other black people, that ain't my culture. So, so when they say the culture, I, I look away. But in this particular case, I'm going to say the culture. And somebody said the group is called Black Star, Black Star, Black Star. I'm so sorry to most deaf. I did not mean to get the name wrong, brother. My apologies for that. Uh, you did a great job. And it was awesome. I thought I thought Dave did a good job. I also just have to give credit to SNL for being smart enough to understand that bringing Dave Chappelle on was a scenario where there's going to be some consequences, but the good outweighs the bad because he's talented. He's going to get your viewership up. You know that. And also, it's the right thing to do. I mean, let's just look at the basics. It is the right thing to do to let people express themselves freely in an allegedly free country. That's it. That's it. I, you know, just let them, um, let them have, you know, let people speak. You know, and, and I and I really encourage you to also do the same thing. You know, I think when you talk about the trans community, yeah, they have a point of view. I think that we don't understand what it's like to be trans. We don't understand what it's like to be binary, non-binary. Like, you know, like all of that. I mean, that's got to be really difficult, right? And I think you can empathize with that without necessarily condemning anything and everybody who disagrees with you, you know? So so if you want to know where I stand, I stand for team freedom. And uh, and I and I really like uh, the way Dave Chappelle expressed himself. And I just want to publicly state that I support him 100%. All right, guys. So if you could do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, make sure you hit the notification bell so that you'll be notified when we go live. Because a lot of times they don't send out the notification because, you know, channels like mine get shadow banned because we're like trying to be black and intelligent. If I was some ignorant rapper talking about how many babies mamas I got, I'm sure everything would be okay. But uh, but since I'm actually speaking on issues that are actually going to empower black people, that pretty much makes me a threat to American society, which is why I ask you guys, please hit the notification bell so we can override and circumvent their systems that are designed to keep you blind, deaf, dumb, and stupid. I do not want that for you because I believe that we are meant to win and we are winning. So uh, shout out to Dave Chappelle for playing his part in this greater struggle, in this greater movement that's happening in this generation. So uh, Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. I will see you guys soon. Uh, go to boycewalkins.com if you want to know what we got going on in the Black Business School. We got stock market class on Tuesday, poweronomics class on Wednesday, and we're also doing stock options investing on Thursday. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff, financial therapy. We've got a government contracting class coming up if you want to learn how to write government contracts. We got everything going on in the Black Business School. So feel free to just, just go to boycewalkins.com. I used to share the links from the Black Business School on my uh, personal site, but we have a ton of instructors over there that can give you everything you need. So God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day. Thumbs up button on your way out. I'll see you soon. Take care. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.